0: What's up, everyone? You're listening to Citywide Front Row. Citywide is a place for young adults in the DMV to connect and grow closer to Jesus. We hope you enjoy today's episode. What's up, Citywide? It's your boy, Kerry. We are joined today by Nate, as it says on his office door, the great. So uh, it's is good to have on my office door. Yeah, it does. It does say that. Does it? it says Nate Cruz, S- like that. Something like that. I'm just trying to toot your horn a little bit, Nate. Let's just roll it. I don't with want it.
1: people thinking I put Nate the Great on my outfit. <laughs> right, you didn't Come put it. On, Somebody man. else did. <laughs> all bow to <laughs> Nate the Great as you enter into his throne room.
0: <laughs> nah, man. Just give people a healthy, a healthy understanding of who, who they're listening to.
1: That's all. I don't all. even have an office. I share this with everybody.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, uh, it's, it's good to have you on, man. It's been a while. Um, definitely want to be able to talk about the 12 biblical traits of a church and we're actually finishing the last one which is on leadership and you're a great leader so it'd be great to have you speak about it ready
1: go yeah uh so first of all just to clarify um talking about the healthy trait of leadership in the local church not necessarily the spiritual gift of leadership as mentioned in romans uh, 12 so uh, that would be a whole other conversation. We could talk about that. You can have the spiritual gift of leadership and not be an elder, but, uh, it would seem to be that elders should definitely have that quality. So, uh, here's first Timothy three and Titus one are kind of your two, uh, main places that you're going to learn about, uh, how God has ordered his church with leadership, what to expect, what kind of people are there, uh, and what does that look like? So, When you're reading the New Testament, just something to know is the word like elder, bishop, pastor, shepherd, those are all pretty interchangeable, and they mean uh, a lot of the same. It's one position in the Bible uh, that's played out that we would pretty much call, you know, pastor, elder today. So uh, chapter 3 in 1 Timothy, let me just read uh, 1 through 13. We're going to talk about elders and deacons. So it says this, the saying is trustworthy, if anyone aspires to the office of uh, overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife. So that's the first place we learned that um, in our complementarian understanding of the scriptures, that an overseer, an elder, is the husband of one wife, meaning that elders are men, and that the leadership for the church at this regard, God has placed as the, the primary responsibility of men. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. And so what you're going to see primarily from this is care. it's all about being above reproach in character. And there's really only one skill set required. So the only ability that's mentioned in this at all is able to teach. So the defining marks, really, of an elder in the church are, number one, that he desires to be so. So that's verse one. This is a good thing to desire. It's not something that should be, like, forced on anybody or something that somebody just does out of obligation. But it should be a desire God's put in their heart. So an elder must have the desire to be one. Uh, Secondly, uh, he must be able to teach. So that's the skill required. So if you, if you don't have the spiritual gift of being able to teach in a way that encourages the congregation and helps build up the body, uh, you can play a lot of different roles in the church, but elders not one of them. So the skill that's required, the spiritual gift that's required is teaching. And then everything else is character. And, and the character must be above reproach. So it's basically saying this person is definitely not perfect, but he is a model of everything that we aspire to be. In all characteristics, although he has many flaws, just like we all do, he's above reproach. Above reproach in the way he handles his home. Above reproach in the way he handles his children and his wife. Above reproach uh, in him being hus- hospitable to others. He's above reproach in his gentleness. He's above reproach in how he deals with money. He's above reproach in his attitude towards others. He's not quarrelsome. He's above reproach in how he deals with alcohol. He's above reproach in all these different categories. So the primary thing God's looking for and the primary thing the church should be looking for in their leaders is character it's above reproachness it's somebody that although not being perfect not expecting anyone to be perfect uh, models these things in an exemplary way exemplary way uh, and so that's what we're looking for with an elder and this uh, is connected a lot eldership is connected to authority in the local church so uh, it's elders who kind of lead by teaching its elders who have the kind of the final authority on how God's leading the church and it's uh, elders who are responsible before God for the well-being of the congregation. So before you're like, oh, man, these group of people get to make all these decisions and have the authority, it's certainly a privilege, but it's also a great obligation and a great burden that these men are going to stand before God one day and give an account for the well-being of every person under their care, which is really crazy to think about. Uh, so it's a high privilege and a high obligation. So uh, elders lead the church in this way. They're men of character who can teach men who desire to have this position. Uh, Secondly, you have deacons, which are servant leaders, servants, some pastors. Uh, Deacons are kind of the second level of leadership in the church. So, verse 8, Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them also be tested first, then let them serve as deacons, if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let the deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and households well. So once again, we learn from this that it seems like deacons uh, is a position for the male leaders in the church. Let each be the husband of one wife. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. So you see the difference here uh, is that the qualification for being able to teach is not there that you can be a deacon and not be able to teach so deacons is primarily all here characteristics as somebody who's living in exemplary way uh, somebody that people can follow and trust and as we see in acts so this is super helpful to see some of this played out in acts 6 4 through 6 you kind of see this this theology played out in real life when the church is being formed and there's obviously much teaching of the word happening but now all these needs arise in the congregation the situation is that uh, there are these uh, Hellenistic people who are amongst the people of God now, and the Jews are kind of uh, ignoring well, their needs, the widows there. It says that specifically, the Hellenists rose against Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. So this is verse uh, 1 in chapter 6 of Acts. So we see now, the what does the church do? How does the church function? Well, this is what happens the twelve disciples, the 12 apostles here, leaders, summoned uh, uh, the full number of disciples, and they said, hey, it's not right that we should give up preaching of the Word. So they're saying our primary responsibility is to teach the Word of God as the leaders of the church, as as the kind of the head elders, head leaders, head apostles in the church right now. Therefore, brothers, pick out among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the Word. So then they pick seven men. These are like high character, super quality men. I mean, Stephen's one of them and he goes on in Acts 7 to give one of the greatest speeches, sermons of all time. Uh, obviously, these men are, are not like second tier men. They are quality, godly men, uh, just as equal to in terms of quality as these apostles who are teaching. It's just different roles now. So. Basically, the apostles are teaching the Word of God, and they appoint deacons, is what we're seeing here, to go at, to go minister amongst the people and so that they can devote their time to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. And so the deacons help bring about the shepherding, the ministry, the helping, the organizational functions of the church. They help get the things done. They help meet real needs in real time. Uh, and they do so in partnership with the elders and the leaders of the church as they teach the word of God uh, and are involved in the community as well. So you see in Acts 6, kind of this, the theology of elders and deacons play out to some degree where the responsibility is teaching in one part. And then the administration, the, the the doing of the ministry, the fulfilling of needs, and the organizing of the church around uh, a particular program or particular idea or thought uh, to be able to support the people that are in need there. So <clears throat> they work together to support the congregation, uh, and so you'll see that um, throughout the New Testament, this gets uh, you know clear as as different things are worked out. But elders and deacons. Uh, you have a group of elders who are directional elders. They oversee the congregation at large, and they're responsible for all the, the bigger decisions and kind of where we're going and, and all those different things, uh, and they teach the Word. Uh, and then you have a bunch of you know pastors and leaders and even some volunteers that would function much in the role of deacons where we're, uh, at, we're taking this vision and the teaching of the Word and we're applying it to people's lives and meeting needs on a day-to-day basis, uh, and so that's that's what it looks like uh, in the Bible here when we're thinking about leadership in the local church uh, So remember character matters most the, the only distinction for an elder is that they have the ability to teach uh, and uh, these are men in the congregation because uh, that's what we see the Bible present here. That view is called complementarianism, where men and women are equal in value and worth before the Lord. Uh, it's not a matter of competency, but calling, and so the, they're equal in a matter of value, distinct distinct in the matter of roles. We see this play out in the home as well, where the husband leads and, and the wife submits, but the husband's call is to die to the wife. Uh, and lay down his life for her. So uh, equal in value, different in roles is what we see, and that's the leadership in the local church. So uh, a lot more to say about that, but that's your quick overview summary of, of some main principles in the Bible. And So I hope that's helpful for you guys, and uh, y'all have a great day, all right? Peace.